This is Her Self-Expression with Beverly Price, a podcast dedicated to women who seek self-empowerment. Like many women, Beverly suffered with low self-esteem, and now she is on the other side and is ready to share her knowledge with you. In this podcast, we interview inspirational women every week who share action-oriented tips to boost self-image and self-confidence. If you'd like to move from self-loathing to self-love, as Beverly did, stay tuned for today's episode that is sure to help you take on the world. And now, here's Beverly. Enjoy the show. Hi, beautiful. I hope you're having an awesome day. Do you suffer from low self-esteem? Do you stay in relationships that are disrespectful to you? Well, my guest today is Dell Aidy Jones. Dell is a codependency and narcissistic abuse recovery coach. And I'm going to have to read from this list here with all the other things she is. She's an author, a speaker, a podcaster, a YouTuber, a blogger, and founder of a spiritual solution to codependency and narcissistic abuse. Wow, that's a lot. So when do you have time to sleep? Well, thanks to her unconventional childhood and personal challenges, including divorce and raising children as a single parent, we have that in common, her work is informed by her real-life experience and deeper studies of spirituality and psychology. Using her down-to-earth, relatable approach to coaching and her commitment to creating a safe space to explore the inside-out understanding, she serves a wide range of clients worldwide. Well, hi, Dell. How are you today? I am wonderful, thank you, and I'm very, very grateful to have been invited here today to share, to share this, this topic, which I think is very, very important, so thank you. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell our sisters out there a little bit about yourself personally and professionally? Yes. Gosh, where do I begin? I'll start with the uh, the personal. As you mentioned, I am the divorced mother of two beautiful sons. Those are my proudest achievements. I love them dearly. They're 29 and 25 now. And yeah, I've had a very, I mean, as you mentioned these days for the last gosh, 16 years or so now, I've been a codependency and narcissistic abuse recovery coach. But prior to that, I I had a lot of different careers. I was a Hollywood costume designer for many years. Wow. Yes. I was a I was a painter, figurative oil painter, which I love. And I was, did TV production. And um, but I have to say what I do these days is what brings me the biggest fulfillment and the biggest joy. Oh, I just that's so love good. Yeah, I mean, being able to transform people's lives is just, there's nothing more more beautiful than that, so. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're going to, you're going to talk today about codependency? Yes, yes, codependency. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, some people know what it is, some people don't, but when, if I was to sort of describe some of the typical tendencies and traits of it, you might see yourself, you might not have thought about being codependent before, but that you'll have those moments of, oh, hang on a minute, I think I do that too. <laughs> That's something I, I do. I have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, just the simple fact that we're women, I think we are primed, you know, we're raised to believe that or taught rather to be good little girls and to sort of, you know, take care of other people and, you know, 
people pleasing and and all of that stuff that just yeah. good little girls are raised as and then before you know it you sort of you are in that trap of of putting other people's needs and wants ahead of your own so it's definitely as i say it's, and it also depending on the severity of the environment you grew up in you could be a full blown codependent or you could just right. have traits that are you know getting in the way of some of your the happiness in life that you could have so you yeah. said on your website that you thank your unconventional childhood and your personal challenges. Why are you thankful about those? Boy, I think it's when we challenge is when we grow the most, for oh, sure. Yeah. And 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 also, you know, having been struggled with these issues myself, both personally, I think if you've had personal experience with them as a as a facilitator, as a coach, or even as a therapist, I think unless you've really lived something yourself, you really don't understand what your clients are going through. I, I totally mean, you agree can, with uh, you. Yeah. You could have learned something in a book and you could sort of recognize signs, but I think the empathy and the deep connection and the compassion, especially with things like codependency, there's, there can be a lot of shame around that. And when I very sort of shamelessly share everything that I used to do, it it's comforting to people. They don't feel they have to hide themselves. They're like, oh, it's okay. You, you've, you've been there. You've done this too. There's nothing to be ashamed about. We're all doing the yeah, best Yeah, I'm not can. the only one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not the only yeah. one. So, yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, so I, I don't know if you read my story on my, on my website, my mm -hmm. I, I, I wrote, I contribute to it to, to a book and I've sort of did a brief overview of my life story. And as much as some of it was really, really painful and challenging, there was, there was joy as well. You know, I learned so much about just how strong and resilient I was. And clearly I've made it to 63, so it can't be that bad. <laughs> You're a baby. I'm so, 65. <laughs> oh, just two years ahead of me. <laughs> Isn't, isn't the 60s brilliant? Isn't it wonderful? It is. It's like the new 40s. <laughs> I know, exactly. We have all this incredible life experience and wisdom with us. And that's how, you know, we show up in life so differently, I think. So I love that. Well, how many people, do you, how many women do you think suffer from codependency? Gosh, I, I've never thought about that. I, 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 it seems I like there'd actually, be a lot. Oh, for sure. There's there's hundreds of thousands, millions. I mean, there's right. definitely, you know, it's very, very common. And again, as I say, it's on a continuum. So, you know, there can be people that are so debilitated from it that they're barely functioning in life. And then there's other people where it's just sort of mildly there and it's it's disrupting their enjoyment of life, but it's not debilitating. And right. so I think, as I said, I think there, I, I don't think there's even actually a woman on the planet that can't identify with some of the traits, let's put it that way. <laughs> unless I agree with maybe, you there. Unless maybe you're a narcissist and, and therefore you don't have any of the sort of low self-esteem or the second guessing yourself and the settling for crumbs and the other classic codependent right. behaviors. So, yeah. Well, if somebody's totally debilitated with codependency, I would think that she might not have the resource to kind of get help and to to 
pick herself up to go get help. She might need someone else to kind of extend a hand and say, come on, Mm -hmm. let's get you help. But for the the non-debilitating codependent, what can she do to recover? Well, there's, there's plenty of resources out there. I mean, there's always, you know, traditional forms of therapy. There are lots of support groups, but <laughs> that's the but. I really do believe that my program is, is the best program. And I'll, and I'll say mm-hmm. why I believe that. There's a lot of, like, you can go onto Facebook and there can be a lot of, you know, codependency, no more. There's, there's lots of groups, but they can tend to sometimes be a lot of like negativity, like anger, right. and, and 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 I I teach a form of of, of what I call a, a combination of my thirty years in traditional therapy that I was in traditional therapy trying to make sense of my crazy childhood, um, and why <laughs> I was attracted to certain types of as men, you know, unavailable narcissistic men. But I also think that so I use a combination of my 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 what I learned in therapy. And then all the years that I studied psychology and spirituality, and as I said, my, the fact that I've lived through this and I have a very, more of a gentle approach, more of a, um, what I feel is more empowering, you know, especially if you're in a relationship where you feel you've been victimized, there can be that, that residual anger and, and rage that is appropriate to feel 100%. But when it continues years after and it's affecting all the other relationships you have, or you're afraid of even going into a relationship because of the trauma you've experienced, I just, I just think there is a softer, more gentle way to release yourself from that. So you're really mm-hmm. truly free of it. Because if you're still carrying around the anger and the resentment, you're still sort of tied to that abusive person. That's yeah. if you've been in a toxic relationship. But if it's just, and there's, there's lots of free, I, I have a lot of free content on my YouTube channel too. But, and I work with small groups and then I can work individually. And sometimes people do a combination of both. But for me, it's, it's, because I, I, I first went into what they call it coda meetings. You know, it's like the 12 step coda meetings. Yes. I think uh-huh. I was in my first, my first one in the 80s, you know. So, Clearly, it really was only when I came across the spiritual understanding that I share that that real change happened. That's why I'm so passionate. I always call it the cherry on top of the Sunday in my in my whole little bag of tricks of of healing. You know, it was that modality combined with the therapy and the understanding of of what was going on psychologically that I was able to completely transform my life. I went from being shy and secure and not, you know, not fully expressing myself to being in negative relationships, to being in the most beautiful relationship for the last 12 and a half years with an amazing man and my career was flourishing and I'm a different person. I'm a completely different person than I was. So that's why I'm so for passionate somebody about that, For somebody that doesn't know, how would you define codependency? It can be defined as having, well, I'd like to give you a little history. How it first came about was it came about in the 80s. That's when the uh, the expression was coined. And it was really, we would, they were noticing that the spouses of people with a dependency, maybe alcohol dependency or drug or whatever, that they actually, there was something going on with them, the enabling 
the unhealthy boundaries, the obsession with their mate and things like that. So it was first came about to describe the code, the, the, the partner of the dependent partner. But they soon began mm-hmm. to see that actually codependency is some, a form of, of addiction itself, an addiction yes. on another person. But that's mm-hmm. not the only thing. There are others. So you can have an unhealthy addiction to another person, but some of the other classic signs are low self-esteem. A fear of abandonment is huge. Often we've had abandonment in our childhood, so we're very mm-hmm. hypervigilant and we can be a little clinging to somebody else. Right. We can, as I say, fear of being alone, so we have weak boundaries. If somebody violates our boundaries, we, we keep moving those goalposts to accommodate them because we don't want to be alone. Um, we are again, people pleasing, you know, we don't want, we want people to approve of us again, that low self-esteem. We're looking for validation from out people outside. So we've become quite clever at getting people to like us by being needless and wantless and making it all about the other person. That's what, that's how we become absolute magnets for narcissists because they don't want somebody that has healthy self-esteem. They want somebody that's going to neglect themselves to accommodate them. We tend to take things personally. Again, we get we can be very wounded by somebody else's comments and things like that. Rather than rather than just think, well, there's something wrong with that person for saying that. Say if you're with a partner that cheats, you know, often narcissistic personalities, people will cheat. Now, if you're codependent, you would turn that on you and be like, oh, there must have been something wrong with me. They they cheated because I'm not oh. good enough. Rather than that person just, you know, behave really badly (laughs) and it has nothing to do with me. We also can be attracted to people that need saving because, again, we feel like if we are necessary to them that they won't abandon us. So if we're needed, then we secure the relationship. And also we often feel like, I know that I used to have people set me up with some really lovely men in my past. And I'd be like, oh no, you're too normal. You know, I want the damaged, <laughs> I want the damaged one, you know. <laughs> you want the, the bad difficult. boy. <laughs> I wanted the bad boys, exactly. And the unavailable, you know, if you had your back to me, it was like, you're mine. You know? You've got a target you, on your back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, it's, those are, Pretty much, I would say, the, the main thing. And the other thing is everybody's like, well, do you have to have had low self-esteem? You know, sometimes, like, people that are really high achievers, you know, they give their 100%, 150%. They don't like to give up on people. That right. type of type A personality can also find themselves stuck in toxic relationships, not, not leaving because they, again, it's that sort of the challenge you know, if I can win this difficult person over, or sometimes it's like you've invested so much. It's almost like being at that slot machine. You don't want to keep putting the quarter in and you don't want to walk away and somebody else come and get the whole jackpot. So you've invested in this relationship for so long. Sometimes you stay for that reason. So, you know, it can manifest in different ways. Can it happen outside of, let's say, the, the, romantic partner relationship. So for example, can it happen between a parent and a child? Oh, 100%. A lot of my clients actually come to me around our age. 
They mm-hmm. were raised in a narcissistic environment. The parents, one of their parents was a narcissist. And they may have sort of been able to, you know, they grew up, they moved away, they were whatever. But now they're faced with an aging parent who, need, you know, wants them to be around more. And they'll contact me and like, oh my God, it's like, I feel like I'm, back, I'm a child again. The same sort mm-hmm. of, because narcissistic parents never see the child as an individual. They see their child as a, an extension of them. Mm-hmm. And that child's job is to make that parent happy at all costs. They want, you to, they want that child to live the life they want you to live, not your own life. So, you know, they're, they're always like overbearing. Parent won't have healthy boundaries. They'll be criticizing their adult child now about what they're doing, their life choices, and constantly berating them for not being perfect. So it, it mm. can be very challenging. I also have that sounds a that... little too familiar to me. Oh, does it? <laughs> yeah, me too. Yes, my my aging parents live with me. They've now passed, but they live with me yeah. for twenty years. So I'm yeah. I'm used to that yeah. situation. But it's yeah. intriguing how how you how you describe it. So does a codependent or are they always? Is their partner always a narcissist? Or no? no. Okay. Yeah, no, it can go. Usually, this this is the way it goes. Sometimes a codependent will be with another codependent because they're both dependent on each other, so they feel secure in the relationship. Okay. But what will often happen is, usually, if a, if a, if somebody's codependent, they're usually very attracted to a narcissist because they think that narcissist represents everything that they don't have. So if they have low oh, self esteem, they see that this you know powerful, confident you know, charismatic person. And they're like, you complete me, (laughs) you know, you're my (laughs) ideal, you know. So, so that's what they're often attracted to. And then they get bugged. I'm only laughing because this is a little too familiar. (laughs) Too familiar again. I know. But it's so good to love. I love that you're like, me too. This is, you know, my story too. Well, I did enough crying about it in the past. Now it's time for laughing. Exactly. (laughs) So, so then what happens, you get burnt with a narcissist and you, you ping pong back to a codependent because they're safe, but you don't like your own codependency. So you don't like your partner and you stop picking holes in them oh. because you, because they, they're, they're, they're mirroring your dependency or your insecurities or something like that. So those relationships don't work out initially, but often later in life. You can, you, because you've actually grown to love yourself and accept that, yeah, I have these traits every now and again, and they're much, you know, healthier now because I've dealt with them. So you don't, you can be with somebody that has a little bit, you know, okay, I'll be honest. My partner now that I'm with right now, I can see he has some codependent tendencies, but because I'm okay with my codependent tendencies, I just, I love him. I just see him as a kind, wonderful, loving human being. Whereas in my 20s, I would have ran a mile because I didn't like myself. It was like, not you. (laughs) What's the line between healthy, well, not healthy codependency, but what's the line you cross to when it becomes very unhealthy, when codependency Um, becomes very unhealthy? Okay, well, number one, I think when you allow somebody to take advantage of you, I think, you know, because you're afraid of upsetting them, you're afraid of 
the, the relationship ending. So you allow yourself to be emotionally abused or even physically abused. That's definitely an unhealthy line. When you settle for crumbs, often when we've grown up in an environment where we weren't sort of adequately loved and nurtured and, you know, cherished, we can, we're sort of basically raised old crumbs and we can carry that into an adult, into our adult life. And we accept crumbs in all areas of our lives, maybe in our work environment. We get bypassed for promotions. We don't stand up for ourselves. We don't, you know, we have people road roughshod overs and take credit for things that we've done in the work environment, but we don't say anything about it. Again, fear, fear of offending, fear of upsetting. Mm-hmm. So those are areas, um, staying, as I say, in a toxic relationship, believing that you don't have what it takes to survive on your own, which is where the spiritual aspect comes in for me is so strongly is when we realize that, you know, we all arrive on this planet equal. I mean, we show up as right. humans slightly different, but the spiritual energy from which we all came from, we're all equal. Nobody is mm-hmm. more or less than another human being ever. And when we, you know, when we, like I always felt I was less than. I just did. Mm-hmm. And the circumstances of my birth, I felt like I should never have been born. I felt like I was hurting people. You know, there were so many things that I just felt like a second class citizen. And when you show up in the world like that, certain predatory tri- types like a narcissist yes. will, you know, find you, capitalize on that. Exactly. They'll find you and they will right. keep treating you like that. So. It really is so important to do the self-healing so that you, I would say, like, as we raise our level of self-esteem and, and entitlement, entitled, entitled to be treated, uh, you know, properly with, with right. love and respect and consideration, narcissists bypass us. They, they're like, no, 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 give me the person that, you know, has low self-esteem right. that I can bully and control and manipulate. So... You know, for us to raise our self-esteem naturally, it naturally happens. It's not something you have to work on because we're already actually, we have it. We've just been listening to some innocent negative chatter that's told us otherwise. But if we can learn to just ignore that chatter, we don't change it because we can't help the thoughts that pop in our head, but we can learn to not listen to it or take it so seriously because it's just chatter. It's what minds do. They just And not chatter. act on it. Yeah. And not act on it. Exactly. So, well, if yeah. for those women out there that have listened to you and, and feel like, oh boy, I, I see a lot of those signs in myself or I'm in an unhealthy relationship and I really need to get some help. I need to work on myself. What would be some tips or some steps that you would tell them that they need to take in order to kind of go along the road to recovery from codependency? Yeah. Well, firstly, to, I mean, there's a ton of books. My book is about, it's not quite finished yet, but there are a lot of books out there on codependency and narcissism and narcissistic abuse that you can read. So definitely you can get a sense of, of and again, what you said earlier, which is lovely, is that, oh my God, I'm not alone. Look how many books there are out there. This is yeah. really common. This is not you know something to be ashamed of. So definitely educate yourself or listen to my videos and things like that on YouTube. And so education as far as the psychological situation, because often people come out of these relationships and you think you're going crazy. 
that gaslighting mm-hmm. that can go on or that yes. love bombing and that intimate reinforcement and all the, all the, you know, trauma of walking on eggshells, all that whole dynamic of that relationship can leave you doubting yourself, doubting your own sanity, you know, because the, the message is there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you always. Yes. A narcissist will always blame you. I always say, I did it because you made me or whatever is going on. It's always your fault. So yep. educate yourself. As I said, either find a, a really great coach or a therapist that can help you. Again, like I said, I, I'm sure the support groups are, are wonderful in many ways, but I also feel like just, just don't fall into the trap of, because what I do is I help my clients, as I say, detach with almost with, with neutrality. So you can, and when you're neutral about your ex or your situation or anything, that's when you can move on with life. But when you are still, like I said earlier, attached with anger and upset, and some of those support groups really feed that, that, that anger and that, that right. sort of, you know, the nasty, horrible, yes, you know, narcissists are not like the nicest people on earth, but they've also damaged as well. So mm-hmm. I always say, you know, they have, they have a disability in a way. They, they're not, they're not psychologically safe to be in relationships. So right. rather than attack them for their disability, just say, oh, I recognize the signs. You're not good to be in a relationship with. I'm going to move on and find a, a, a healthier person to be in relationship with. Yeah. Yeah. That's so and true. Also, that's a- yeah. And also the, you know, the, we were laughing about our parents and, you know, when I could accept and my mother for who she was and almost have some compassion for her, I, not almost, I definitely did because I saw also how she'd been raised. It freed me to actually see the good parts of her because we're not all good and all bad. There right. are, you know, good things too. And I think when we can leave a situation or leave a relationship with gifts, you know, that the gifts of it, like I, I was taken so far down. I saw how strong and resilient I am. I lost so much financially that I had to really put myself out there to build myself up again. That was a gift. So many gifts. So if we've had children with a narcissist, our children are a gift. You know, maybe we right. could have had children with another person, but I always tell myself, but they wouldn't have been the children I have and I wouldn't change them for the world. Absolutely. So, when we have a, a more, when we have a softer, more, I don't know how word to put it, just a compassion for ourselves and for others, for me, that's where real healing starts to happen. So that's yes. the only thing I would say is, but there's so many resources out there that I hold, yeah. as I said, groups I do. I, I teach in my program, which I think is amazing because <laughs> only because I have such great, great feedback that it's amazing. But I really, you know, I... I, I teach the psychology part of it and the spirituality part of it. And then we wrap it all up and we go from, you know, over the course of six weeks and at the end, you know, because you have hope, you know, you have hope that you yeah. can show up in life differently and in your relationships. So. Well, where can my listeners find you? They can find me on my website, deladyjones.com. I also have a YouTube channel with videos on that, that, you know, that I've done. I do offer a 20-minute discovery call with anybody that's interested to just 
call, chat, set it up, see if it's, if, you know, if people can afford one-on-one coaching, that's brilliant. If they could only could do groups, that's available. If they want free content, content, I'll put them in that direction. So I definitely encourage anybody that's listening that would like to just have a chat. And that way I can best determine how, where they're at, how severe the codependency may be, and how I can best help them. So, Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, sisters, I've loved hearing about Dell's thoughts on codependency and how recovery from codependency can be one of those ways to unblock us so that we can move forward in our journey toward empowerment. And so to get to the place that Dell has, we need confidence on the inside and out. I hope that you can see how it builds strength on the inside and outside. I believe that we both need inside and outside empowerment to come together to make a woman's journey fulfilling. Thank you for being with Dell and myself on this episode of Her Self-Expression. Please subscribe to my podcast and leave us a review. To gain support for your personal journey, join me at my Her Self-Expression Sisterhood Facebook group to find more about self-empowerment. Don't forget to invite your friends too. I want to carry this message of empowerment to all women wherever they are, and social media gives me the power to help. Please look for our future episodes of Her Self-Expression released every week. You can find them at our website as well. Stay tuned for our next one so you can gain more knowledge about your journey to self-empowerment. And remember, you don't have to go on this journey alone. I'm here to help. Thank you so much and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Self-Expression podcast today. To listen to past episodes, visit www.herselfexpression.com. Once there, you're going to want to take our quiz to see where you stand right now on your journey to self-expression. If you have any questions or would like to share your thoughts with Beverly and other like-minded women, join our Facebook group, the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood. Invite your friends too. When you download and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or other podcast services, be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends to download it too so we can continue to help others. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. Visit www.herselfexpression.com and join us today.